Marketing. From the American College of Financial Services, it's time for NextGen in 10. I'm Ross Riskin, chair of the NextGen Advisory Task Force, and for the next 10 minutes, you'll be joined by our hosts and guests discussing topics relevant to up-and-coming financial advisors. Hey, NextGen, it's Alana Phillips with the American College Advisory Task Force. I'm here with Kate Healy from TD Ameritrade and Crayley Woodford from LPL Financial. Thanks for being with me, ladies. Thanks for having me, Alana. Thanks, Alana. I'm excited to be here. One of the greatest challenges in our industry right now, as we look at, there's like 7% of the industry is under 35. It's insane. And there's some trends around advisors maybe that are in the industry looking to move to their next firm or maybe get out of the industry altogether. And Kate, I'd love to see and hear kind of what you think of those trends from your perspective. Why are advisors leaving their first firms and looking for other opportunities? You know, some of the things that I hear when I, I talk to NextGen, because I talk to them often, is they're looking for a place that really feels like home to them. We know that so much of the next gen enters this pr profession because they want the ability to help people. And so they become a financial planner, they become a financial advisor, and they work at these firms. And I work with small independent registered investment advisors. So these are small businesses and they can have anywhere from three to 20 to 30, 40 people in the firm, but they're not really large. And so when someone starts at that firm and they, they tell all their family and friends and everyone comes to them and says, that's great. Can you do financial advice for me? And they go back to their firm and the owner says, well, our minimum is a million dollars. Do your friends have a million dollars? And the advisors are saying, well, no, but I really want to help people. That's why I got into this business and you're not letting me help my family and friends. And so they become frustrated. And if the advisory firm can't figure out a way to alter their service model to economically serve have come up with a different service offering for that generation, it, it's very frustrating to advisors. And they tend to leave. Some of them start their own businesses and some of them aren't ready to do that yet. So it can be difficult for them. And we also hear from advisors that young advisors get hired by firms because the owner is looking for someone to help them with succession planning. And what happens is the owner decides they don't want to leave and they don't actually pass on the business and the next-gen advisors can kind of feel like they're strung along and they keep working for this firm and there's really no plan in place to show them how they're going to take those steps to get to the next level and become, you know, next level ownership of that firm. Oh my gosh, Kate. Yeah. You could not have summarized uh, a couple of key issues so much better that it's like we've strung along so many next-gen advisors with this promise of inheriting the business or buying the business and then it doesn't happen. So that obviously creates frustration. Crayley, what are some of the, the trends that you're seeing from these next-gen folks that are looking at their next move? I'm seeing a lot of the same things that Kate is seeing, but a couple other things that come to mind for me, you know, when I'm talking to advisors who um, are thinking about joining LPL in particular as their next step, one of the things that comes up is they're really looking for flexibility, right? So depending on their current firm, you know, there may be a little bit more prescription in activities and how they need to do their business, where when you're thinking about an independent model, it really is, as Kate said, the 
opportunity to run your own business, right? And so if we think about next-gen advisors, the things that resonate that we hear over and over, it's really the opportunity to, to have flexibility to run your own business, but also impact matters, right? As Kate mentioned, people are getting into this business because they want to make a difference. And making sure that they have the opportunity to feel like they're able to do so, I think is important. And then the other thing that often comes up is fit, right? Because often it's about, you know, am I in a firm where I feel like I can be as successful as possible? And it's not that firm A is better than firm B. It's just really about, is this the place where I believe I can grow and build my business and serve clients in the way that I want to? Are you ready to deliver comprehensive financial planning for your clients, no matter what walk of life they come from or how unique their needs are? Well, get ready to enhance your skill sets with our chartered financial consultant designation and learn more at theamericancollege.edu slash chfc. Kate or, or Crayley, do you have those folks that maybe you, you've come across that they say, I've heard the grass isn't greener. How is it going to be any different? And how would you combat that argument? They do hear that. And again, it goes back to really finding the fit. You know, and I tell people this all the time. It's for all of us. You have to find the fit of the place that's going to be good for you. But one of the best ways to find out if the grass is greener is to make sure that you're keeping your network up, right? So, you know, you came out of the American College. You got your financial planning degree. Who are all the people that you went to school with? Because they are scattered across the country in a lot of different business models. If you haven't joined your local FPA or NAPFA association, those are the places where you really get the, the lowdown on what the firms are really like and is the grass really greener? And when you think about, is the grass greener? What is your grass, right? Is it compensation? Is it flexibility? Is it business development? Do you want to move into leadership roles? So I would say to everyone, take a step back and really think about what are the things that are making you think you wanna move to make sure you're not jumping from one fire into another. You wanna look into what is it that I need to find and then network the heck out of it because this industry helps each other and we don't want to lose people. If it's not the right fit, let's find that right fit for you. What Kate said made me think of some of the best advice I was given in my own career, but I think it's applicable here, right? Which is when you're thinking about making changes, make sure you're running towards something versus running away from something else, right? And and I, I think that really is at the heart of this, right? It, so for next-gen advisors who are thinking about, am I at the right firm? Should I be making a change? Or for individuals who are thinking about coming into this business, right? I think having a, a clarity around what it is you're looking for and why you want to do something is really, really helpful in guiding you to the right place. I love these new illustrations of like, what is your grass? It doesn't matter if the grass is green or white. <laughs> Kate, I'm stealing that line. What is your grass? It's my new line. <laughs> I love it. I have a, I have this conversation with advisors all the time too. And I usually put it in the context of a breakup, but I may have to change to this grass where it's like, what are the signs that it's time to break up with your firm? Right. And how do you know that it could be a good time to start looking at it, other options. But unfortunately there is this, I think, pressure and culture in most firms. Don't talk to other recruiters. Don't explore other options. Don't look out at that next step until you are running away from something. And then it becomes a panic, right, to figure out where that next move is. So I guess I'll ask, how do we, and, and if you're a next-gen advisor listening to this going, yeah, that's me. I think it might be time. Who do I talk to? What advice 
Crayley would you have for somebody that, that wants to learn more and doesn't know where to start? It is tapping into your network, right? And what I've found is most people are more than willing to counsel, coach, mentor the next generation and actually welcome those conversations. But I, I think getting to the heart of it is really asking those questions and, and um, looking for people who will give you honest and candid feedback or guidance is really, really important. So to me, it is, it's about identifying one or two individuals that can really help you think through the decision that you're about to make and help you kind of think of some other things you might want to be asking of the firm and yourself throughout the process. Interested in becoming a CFP and learning about practical planning techniques to use right away with your clients? Well, the American College has the answer. Learn more about our cutting-edge CFP education program at theamericancollege.edu slash CFP. There's this stigma around folks at other firms that are bringing people in that like we know Jedi mind tricks or something and can trick them into a model or something. And we don't. I wish. I keep asking for the Jedi mind trick technology, but it is so important to make those connections and ask questions of people that you trust. So early on, having other people within your network and LinkedIn has made that really easy, connections at the college that you're at, et cetera. So I think keeping track of your grasp, keeping track of the reasons it might be good for a breakup is an important feature. Kate, how can we empower our next gen folks to not be afraid to do that? I think you know the networking piece is huge. Can't overemphasize that enough. Crayley talked about it too. But also step outside for, you know, join women's associations, join local civic associations. I will never forget, I was at a conference and there was a young advisor who was in a business model that wasn't the right fit for her, but she really loved financial advice. And she sat at our table at lunch and there were a couple of people from different business models. And as she talked to us, she started crying and just said, oh my God, I found my people. It's taken me two years, but I found my people. And now I know I can stay in this profession because there is a place for me. I just didn't know it existed. So that's how important it is. And so just, you know, to build on what you said, Alana, we are all here to help. I mean, between LinkedIn, I'm on Twitter. You can find us everywhere. When I can travel, I'm literally at every conference that exists. So, um, you know, just come up and ask anyone. Anyone is so willing to have a cup of coffee and spend 15 minutes and give, give advice. Yeah, I love it. And I think it's uh, so important as we wrap up our advice for those next gen folks making their second move, the grass may not be greener, but the grass might be different. You know, and you're looking for those signs if your firm is controlling, if they don't have flexibility, if they're saying one thing and doing another, those might be signs it's time for a breakup and it's okay. You're moving on to the next chapter in your career. Use your resources, reach out to your network and ask those questions. It doesn't hurt to have connections outside, even if your firm is telling you that nothing will ever be better than it is right now. I think that's a sign for a breakup too. So thank you ladies again so much for sharing that advice and empowering our next gen folks to look out at their next step. Thanks, Alana. Thanks, Alana. For more episodes, visit our website at theamericancollege.edu slash podcasts. This has been Next Gen in 10, brought to you by the American College of Financial Services.